Hi, folks. Steve Urban here, founder and CEO at recruiting firm RiderFlex. If you enjoyed today's guest interview, please give it a like and be sure to subscribe to the RiderFlex podcast. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Try the number one marketing platform for small business. Everything you need from design to marketing to CRM. Learn more at marketing360.com. Marketing 360, fuel your brand. Try the number one marketing platform for small business. Everything you need from design to marketing to CRM. Learn more at marketing360.com. Marketing 360, fuel your brand. Simon Severino on the Rider Flex podcast. Hello, Simon. It's I was going to say good morning. Uh, I'm in uh, I'm traveling in New Mexico in the United States today, and you're in Austria, right? Yay! Hey, Steve. It's it's evening here. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> what part of Austria? I'm in Vienna. Vienna. Okay. Very good. All right. And is that where you're from? Talk to us a little bit about. Uh, your early life, your childhood, your parents, where you grew up. Give us some give us some personal stuff, Simon. I was born in Italy, in uh, in Rome, and my father is from South Italy, Calabria. And um I was living in Calabria and in Rome and in Austria because my mother is Austrian for for most of my young life and um I kept um more leaning towards Austria because I then I then went to study in Austria and then I did fall in love here and now th this is where I am three kids later I am in Vienna Austria and um, the cool thing is doesn't really matter where where you live nowadays you have the world uh, at at your disposal right we are talking here US to Europe as if we were in one room that's amazing and and um, it's wonderful. <laughs> probably twenty-five countries listening to us right now. Yeah, it is. It is fantastic. In fact, on that point, uh, my wife and I, who both work for the company RiderFlex, our company, uh, you know, we're traveling. We're traveling in our uh, remote office RV across the country and working. And uh, isn't it nice to just you can just work from anywhere you want and talk to people all over the planet? It is a wonderful thing. It's beautiful. Our team is, you know, in Los Angeles, in New York, in Miami, in Singapore, in in London, in Zurich, and um, and no, nobody has to do things they don't want to do. Right. I was a consultant for my whole life. I hated traveling, for example. For me, freedom means when I can, when I can play with my kids, yes. uh, and in between help some entrepreneurs with their sales, but then play soccer for an hour or do some CrossFit, yes. or then I just, I lay in the sun and I read a book. And then again, I help somebody with their sales problems. And then I go biking. So that's a good day for me. And I want to have dinner every evening with my, with my family. So I want to cook. Uh, and if the weather is, is good, I want to get out. And if the weather is bad, I, I want to write something or be on more podcasts that for me is freedom and so freedom for everybody is different right but my my career has been after i i was consulting the big brands and so i had to fly to new york right help them do right. us market entry strategy five days workshop mm. and then i fly back to vienna and doing that for 10 clients a year is okay but as soon as you have 15 clients <laughs> your life is miserable right so you come back from new york and you have to fly to paris and you come back from paris and you fly to shanghai it's an awful life mm -hmm. and i was yes. like what am i building here i'm building a business that is profitable but it's not increasing my well-being my fulfillment it's not increasing the meaning of what i do and so i started going inwards hey, what is it that is fulfilling? You know, I was thinking about both success and fulfillment and what the difference is for me. And um, I found that I want to create a day around, you know, how I feel and the weather and around my dearest ones. 
And then I also want to help entrepreneurs worldwide. But I can't if I fly to them. Because if I'm in Singapore, I can help nobody in Zurich. And so I had to find a better way. I had a broken business model. Isn't it awesome to schedule your activity from your remote office around family and weather and family events? I think that's, uh, that's my favorite part. I mean, you're right. It, you look on your calendar and there's three days of cloudy, cold, rainy weather and you maneuver some tactical things around because you're like, oh, I'm just going to be at my desk for 10 hours a day for the next three days. But then there's two days of sun uh, and 73 degrees and you maneuver some things around to go outside and do activities. And beer. I mean, you I really encourage listeners that work remotely to try and do that as much as possible. Try and schedule your work around activities and weather and different things to really maximize your enjoyment of working remotely. It's, it's very important and it's a wonderful thing. Somebody asked me what it's worth, like what's the value of being able to work remotely? And I, I honestly, I don't know. I, it's hard to put a number on it, isn't it, Simon? Yeah, what's, what's the opposite, right? And it's different for everybody. But I can answer just for myself. I'm utterly unemployable. I couldn't work for any, any other person. And so I have to create. I have to be an entrepreneur. These, these kind of people, you know who you are. You are, just done. you are just built for that. Forget the rest. Right, right. It, that's not your thing, right? And so we are utterly unemployable. We like to create stuff. And... Um, and, and we, we are freedom people. So for me, uh, meaning, fulfillment comes when I can say yes and no to project. I say yes and no. I decide what I do in the morning. I decide what I do in the evening. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I can prioritize accordingly. Who, uh, who am I here to serve? And who are my dearest one? And how do I want my life to feel and to be? And... and um, of course, I'm, I am wanting to have the most full life, living it yes. completely because yes. it's yes. short. It is. And so I don't want to jump around, not walk around the bush. I want to go directly enjoying it and, um, and being in rock and roll any, any second, right? Yes. Every yes. second, right here, right now. So when I catch myself and say, oh, in 10 years, when I sell my business or, you know, when, when I have done my TED talk, then I will feel well. No, bullshit, Simon, come back here and now. Um, Why don't you feel great right now? Exactly. What's really missing. Right, right. Completely agree. Let me ask you, um, siblings, did you have brothers and sisters growing up or were you the only kid? I'm an only child. Okay. And what your folks do? My, my parents? Yes. Well, now they, they just enjoy life. They, yeah. they just enjoy nature. Uh, well, they, yeah. Yeah. What they do, what's your dad? I'm just curious if they're, I'm curious where the entrepreneurial bug, so to speak, came from and wondering if that came from one of the parents. Yeah, go ahead. My mother had some entrepreneurial uh, adventures. They all went south. Okay. And that, that wasn't a great, a great example. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, most, most entrepreneurial adventures go south, actually. True. True. But that was not the moment when I said, oh, this is cool. I want to I experience that. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it really was much later on when uh, thinking about what is my role in the world. I did not find one profession where I said, oh, yeah, that's the profession. Okay. What Uncle Dada is doing, that's exactly the profession. Nice. I, I had nothing like that. Nothing like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't see one profession where I said, okay, that's my thing. I'm going to become okay. a medical doctor. There was nothing already existing where I could fulfill um, what, the song that was dancing inside of me. And so I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to create this thing. I see. I, see. I, I have to find, find out for myself. Okay. And what kind of, uh, before we get into your business, I just want to know a little bit more about you personally. What kind of kid were you? Were you a, 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 a rebel? 
uh, in trouble a lot, uh, very uh, opinionated and uh, doing your own thing? Or were you straight A student and, you know, always uh, walking the line to do the right thing? I was curious what kind of young person you were. The only, the only thing that I was interested in was reading books. And so I was a shy intellectual really? Uh, really? thin guy, just wanted to read books. Uh, really? I, I also did a little bit of soccer, soccer playing, because in Italy, everybody plays soccer. That's, that's what you do with your friends in Italy. Yeah. But mostly I wanted just to read books, read philosophy books alone uh, for hours. That was my favorite thing. You don't strike me as an introverted type guy. You, 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 that doesn't sound like the person I'm talking to right now. <laughs> Turns out I'm not that introverted. But you know what? It's afternoon. In the afternoon, I'm very extroverted. This is when oh. I give my, my okay. interviews and have nice. meetings, etc. In the morning, I'm very introverted. Don't call me in the morning. And <laughs> nobody can actually get on my calendar in the morning. My, my colleagues... They protect the morning and they know no meetings with someone in the morning. You don't get someone in the morning because in the morning, I really, I, I either write. Well, first I do workout in nature. Oh. Then I play with my kids when they wake up. And then uh, I have deep work that is either writing or recording. But I do one thing for two, three, four hours until it's ready. And I don't finish until it's complete. For example, okay. I tell myself, write 400 words. Then I just write 400 words. Really? Okay. Um, and so in the morning, I leave my introvert side of things. In the afternoon, I want that energy, that extroverted energy, meeting people, getting ideas, sharing ideas. But I couldn't, I wouldn't feel well just with one of those energies. Interesting. Because, okay. you know, I feel, I feel, uh, uh, sparkled and energized by this afternoon energy, but I get nothing done. We are just talking, right? We, <laughs> I, I didn't build anything. I didn't solve any problem of anybody. And so that wouldn't be a good day for me if I just do this the whole day. I see. On the, on the other side, in the morning, I really do build stuff. I do solve problems. But that's also very lonely. That's true. So right? I yes. like the mix. And that's, oh. that's the way I handle it. Okay, very good. What? Uh, how long you've been married, and how old are your children? I'm curious. We are married now eleven years. My children are six, three, and zero. Ooh. Oh, so you just had a baby, huh? Yeah, they, she's coming. She's coming in August. Oh, oh, oh I see. Okay, well, it's busy around your house then, right? Very. Oh busy. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> how did you meet your Lots wife? Lots of life going on here. <laughs> uh, how did you meet your wife? We met in Vienna at a celebration. You know, Vienna is the city of music and of dancing. It's, it's a very creative um, city, historically. Mm -hmm. And we love culture. We love celebrating life via music and dancing. And so we met uh, in, 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 in a situation uh, where in, in, the, in the evening where, where there was dancing and music. Okay. You saw her from across the room. You were like, oh, I think I might want to dance with her. <laughs> Exactly, exactly uh, like that. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, curious, before uh, we get into strategy sprints um, and, and the book and everything, I'm just curious real quick. I just have to ask you, you know, worldly events. I mean, you are somewhat close to the Ukraine, obviously. <laughs> so, you know, how... how 600 are, kilometers yeah. from, from the world. Right. So what's the mood like in Austria? What's, how are people feeling? Um, just kind of wondering what, what's the thought process for people like you in Austria right now with, with what's happening? We are shocked. We are, we are helping wherever we can, everybody with their means, with their resources. And um, the, the, the whole world is really fearful. If you look at the markets, today I was, I was rebalancing my portfolio. I see that all markets are absolutely fearful, really depressed. We are jumping into a recession. And I think that's because the whole world is looking at this, not just at, it, at the war, but also inflation and, and many, many of these macro global events. And, and it's really fearful. Mm -hmm. Okay, so people are nervous where you're at. People are a little, little nervous. 
yeah, we're trying to help and we are we are concerned. Yeah. Are I'm just uh and, and are most people um where you're at in support of Ukraine and against what Putin and Russia are are doing or opposite or is it a mix? Just curious. You know, everybody here is just trying to help uh as much as they can in the way they can. Okay. Um we it's not it's not people are not so much motivated by picking picking side or doing politics they're just you know taking care of of people ah. and the and just helping okay now yeah. okay i was curious and uh, and how about the covid now that we're recording this uh, may 5th 2022 are things loosened up now is, is everything back to normal where you're at uh, how are things with with covid Austria is open. Austrians think it's over, and Shanghai just closed again, so it might not be over. We might um, be surprised. So, okay, but right now it's it's a business as usual, standard. You can go to restaurants, whatever where you're at. Yeah, it's open. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's good for business, right? Probably. <laughs> uh, it's a okay. relief. It is. It is, isn't it? Oh my gosh. Okay, so. You've been a business strategist, uh, an advisor, and a consultant for almost your entire career. Um, how, how how did you get to the point where you knew that's what you wanted to do? Walk me through maybe your early career and how it kind of navigated into what you're doing now uh, at Strategy Sprints, okay? Go for it. I never had a clue and I, I made the path by walking and via failures and via exploration. Mm. There are some people that with 16, they know exactly I'm going to be this and then they just do it their whole life. Mm. Uh, I'm not that kind of person. So I had no clue <laughs> what I'm here to do and what I can contribute. And it took me forever to find out. And the exploration was just to try many things. I tried many, many different things. And at some point, there was, there was clarity. I said, oh, this is it. And so the first, oh, this is it, was when I was working in, in a global consultancy and I was in front of a very big problem. How do we beat this competitor? And the competitor was a big automotive company from Germany. And I was sitting with the CEO of the competing German car manufacturer. And those are the big names, you know, the great cars that you see out there. Right. And so there was this big problem. Uh, both cars are great. Both cars are expensive. What does it mean, strategic um, differentiation. How how can we be better? If both products are great, how do we differentiate? How do we make our future uh, position stand out? And how can we be in strategic advantage if there's nothing to see how to how to get better than them? And so that was a very big question, very relevant question for the business, vital for their business. And so they brought everybody together from all countries, the head of countries and head of products of, of, all, of all the countries. And we met in Germany. And it was kind of, you know, when you have to vote for the next Pope, you are five days in there and nobody gets out before we have a final uh, plan. Okay. And I loved that. It was relevant. It was a tough challenge. I like big challenges. And it was clear we were super committed, super focused, five days, nothing else than that. And then comes day five, we go, oh my God, we got, we have a plan. All right. And we <laughs> broke it down into projects and actions. And then we flew all back to our countries. And I loved that. And I say, yeah, this is what I'm here to do. Give me a big, vital business problem. Give me a chunk of time and a team of people give me resources, I'm going to solve it. 
I take on the challenge and we're going to solve it. And that's what I did for 21 years. I did nothing else than that. But from being an employee in a big consultancy, I went then gradually into more freedom because of the before mentioned uh, utterly unemployability. (laughs) 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 And so now I just run my own thing. But it's the same thing. People come with their biggest, vital, most vital business problem, which is usually having more sales, having more time, mm. um, which means organizing better. In the end, it's organizing better. Right? And, and so that's the only thing that I do all the time. And I love it. I love it. And the only I... problem was... Go ahead. The only problem was I was the bottleneck. Right. So Simon flies to you and I help you solve your problem. Okay. Five days later, I fly back to back home. And who helps me solve my problem? The week is over. What about my problems? <laughs> nobody, nobody's solving my problems. That's, that's the eternal problem of a solopreneur, right? You solve other people's problems and then you forget the whole week that you have also problems. <laughs> you just don't know it. Oh, I don't have a problem. I have this big project. Oh, yeah. And when the project is over? <laughs> oh, well, then I, then I will start doing sales. Oh, yeah. Because it takes like 20 minutes to close a deal. <laughs> or maybe a couple months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and then you're stuck, right? So that was my problem like probably many people listening right now can can resonate with that and so i had to get out of that cycle and the solution was to fire myself from operations okay so i said you cannot book me as a consultant anymore Mm -hmm. okay all right and give us the overview uh, of the company and by the way, for the listeners here, really quick, I just want to, uh, uh, Simon, of course, is on LinkedIn. He has a big following on LinkedIn. So make sure you connect with him there. Uh, his book, Strategy Sprints, 12 Ways to Accelerate Growth for an Agile Business is available on Amazon. And where else, Simon? Oh, everywhere where you buy books, Barnes and Nobles, airports, whatever. And uh, if if you're on Amazon, please leave me a review. Amazon loves that. Uh, you do have, by the way, he has 20 reviews right now. Five stars. Very good. Uh, he also, uh, there's a website, strategysprints.com. So I want to mention that as well. Um, give us the elevator pitch for Strategy Sprints, the, the business. Just give us the overview uh, really quick. Go ahead. And, and maybe also clarify the secret sauce or what makes your consultancy firm different than the millions of others go ahead so the main problem that we have when we start a business we started because we want more freedom more meaning more fulfillment and then we do it we become successful and then the whole thing starts running us Mm. Instead of we running the business, the business now runs us. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. I'm coming late to this and coming late to that. And so that's the main problem that we all have. And the solution is to organize it better, to organize it in a way that is independent from single people. Because a business is a system, so it has to work all the time to be adaptable, to, to evolve without single People, people come and go from a business all the time. The business needs to have processes that work, processes that are resilient, self-healing, self-correcting, are adapting. They see what's coming. They they early so that they can respond. And and this is how you organize a business. And and most people don't have those blueprints. So because I started with with the big companies. Uh, they know how to create processes. And so I saw how you organize stuff. You know, they have processes for building a car. They have processes for entering a market. And um, I was the guy uh, running those processes. I was the project manager of of those things. So I, I learned how to organize the right way. And now I share this with the small businesses um, because they need it the most. And um 
we have 274 templates in the Sprint University. And when somebody works with us, they get an, a Sprint coach for 90 days. I see. And 90 days because it's 12 weeks and we measure every seven days. So the strategy sprints method is made of three habits, daily habit, weekly habit, monthly habit. Daily habit, write down how you, how you allocate your time today and learn for tomorrow what will you delegate tomorrow and what will you do differently tomorrow. Mm. So it's not just doing the work, it's also learning uh, a little bit about yourself every day and finding smarter ways, more scalable ways to do stuff. So it is, it's a 90 day course and it can all be done remotely? It's 100% remote and it's not a course, it's real implementation. Your okay. business afterwards okay. runs better and has, has doubled in sales. Okay. And do, um, I get, do I get you? Do, are you the person that I get to deal with or do I get uh, uh, another consultant that is assigned to my account? How does that work? You get a certified strategy sprints coach who is an expert in your field and is in your time zone so uh, that it's easy for you to work 24 seven. Uh, Plus you, you get access to 274 templates, blueprints, checklists, so that you get done much faster. Uh, so you don't get Simon. Simon is not bookable anymore, but <laughs> since five years, I fired myself five years ago yeah, from operations. Right. Okay. But, <laughs> but uh, they report to me every Monday. We, I meet all coaches every Monday. Okay. And they tell me your marketing numbers, your sales numbers, and of your ops numbers, operations numbers of this week. Mm. And so I have 12 times the chance to help them if they are not uh, scaling your business. And if they need help, I have 12 times the chance. And that's why it works. And that's why it doubles revenue. Mm. Because... If, if you have 12 times the chance to course correct, um, the probability that of success is higher than the probability of failure. And that's why we have built it that way. Okay. And that's the process. 90 days, 12 sprints of a week. You set three goals. There's a marketing goal, a sales goal, an operations goal. And we measure that every seven days. So okay. that's, the, that's the weekly habit. The weekly habit is having these numbers every seven days having the marketing number sales number ops numbers in front of us simple dashboard it's it's a delight to look at it because it's not 170 kpis and you have to think a lot uh, it's simple it's three kpis it's target is a blue line current is a red line and you see if they're going up or not okay simple okay all right. Like playing Angry Birds. You shoot the bird, <laughs> 500 points. You shoot the bird, 600 points. Cool. All right. Let's go for 800. <laughs> um, is it uh, you pay? Is it one bulk payment for the 90 days? Is it pay by the week, pay by the month? How's it set up uh, for? Full upfront. It's paid oh. full upfront. Okay. All right. And do you want to talk about the cost? And that is, is important. It, is the cost different for different size companies or how does that work? The cost is 10 to 1. How much sales can we increase of your company? 10 to 1. One tenth of that will be what you pay. Ah, 10 to 1. Interesting. That's a good rule for everybody. If you can save 300,000 from, let's say, the cloud, one of our clients, he helps people, uh, companies, uh, he helps um, companies save from their cloud um, uh, accounts, right? So they okay. have a cloud account with Microsoft okay. and they help them uh, reduce costs mm. in that subscription. So if you help somebody reduce 300,000 in costs, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then I think it's a very good idea to charge 10% of that. I, see. I think it's fine to charge 30K for that. I see. Okay. Very if you good. help somebody increase sales by 500,000, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's it's very cool to charge 50K for that. I see. Okay. 10 very to 1 good. ratio yeah, is I like what that. we go for. I like that. I like that model. And are your strategists that are involved with your company, are they uh, 1099? Are they employees? What is your, how did you set up your model there internally? I'm curious. And how many do you have? So, 
when you find your model, I will share my model. When you find a model, the things that you are looking for is resiliency, quality, scalability. This is what you want to look for. Mm -hmm. And so the model that solves these three things for my business, which is a B2B consultancy business, mm -hmm. the model that was for my business, I took it from another industry. I, I took it from McDonald's. My model is now a franchise model. I see. So in every country, there is a franchisee. They pay a flat fee per month and they are under my supervision for the first 60 days. Then they get certified and then they they are a certified strategy sprint coach and do that in their country. Ah, so. that's your, and so, okay. So your model for your business then is you make a little bit of money from the strategist who pay a flat fee. Uh, and then do you also get a piece of uh, whatever the client is charged? Yeah, how does that work? I'm curious how your model works there. You get a percentage of, whatever the client pays as well? Yeah, that's not a, yeah, sure. So they, the revenue streams come from, from the client work. So we help them gain 250,000 in sales. We make 25,000 and the that 25,000, yeah, part of it goes to the coach, I part see. of it goes to the company. I see. And we reinvest that in quality, in marketing and in sales. But since they're so a franchise- that's the profit model. Since they're that's, a franchise, since they're a franchise owner, though, does the revenue go to their franchise and then you take a piece or does the revenue go to you first and then to the franchise owner? We have all, all of those possibilities. The, the coaches have their own revenue stream, 100 percent. They see. have they I get see. clients from us and they get a part of that profit and they get referrals okay. to each other and they get uh, part of those profits when they refer to each other. So very, very have, good. Very good. They Thank sell. You. They get they get clients and just coach, and mm -hmm. they also refer to each other. Three revenue streams for the coaches. Love it, love it, love it. How many do you have on your uh, assigned to the brand? How many strategists right now? Right now we are eleven coaches. Very good. And I plan to double this number uh, in the next ninety days. Are you looking for additional coaches right now? And if if anybody, yeah, if anybody, yeah, we're hiring. We're okay. Okay. Yes, All yes, right. we look for coaches. Uh, all right. Very good. So if anybody's listening to this episode and they're interested, how should they uh, contact you? What's the best contact for you? Um, should they go to the website? slash certification. Okay. Very good. All right. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Okay. Very good. Th let me ask you, Simon, there's a million, millions, right, of consultants that say, I can help you scale your business. I mean, I get that all day long. I mean, RiderFlex, our day job here at RiderFlex, we're a recruiting firm, right? A recruiting and staffing firm. So, I mean, I get hit with 10, 12, 15 messages a day with people that are like, oh, I can help you get more leads. I can help you scale your business. I mean, I see it all day long. What? Why, why strategy sprints? I mean, give me that. You talked about it a little bit during the overview, but what, why should I, why should I pay for your course versus all these other people that say they can help me? It's not a course. It's, it's implementation coaching. Sorry. Sorry. That's, a, that's the second the, time I've said that. Thank you for correcting me. Yeah. Cause, cause, cause you know, there are educational programs and they're fine. But I never wanted to be in the education business. I'm in the transformation business. Mm, mm. So we want to we we double revenue in 90 days. There is, is that no a guarantee. Do I do, that. do I get my money back if you don't? You do. What? You do. Are you serious? Of course. Of course. Wow. Okay. Okay. So if I spend thirty thousand dollars for you to for you, and I don't double my revenue, I get the money back. How, what you get the money back wow okay and what is that over 12 months so it's 90 days uh to to go through it and then i have 12 months to double my revenue and if i don't i get my money back it's three months and you will double your revenue what? and it will keep on giving All it will right. keep on giving because the systems that your coach installs with you they stay there. So one, one example is the client onboarding system, the payment system. We discussed just 
different ways of payment, payment upfront versus payment per at the end of the month or subscription or payment um, per, per time or per value. There are different ways of getting paid and they are not created equal. There are some that are better and the best one is getting paid upfront. Okay. So we help them with the payment system, creating the payment system. We, we help them with the onboarding system. There are different ways to onboard clients. I can tell you a story of a client uh, that came and had a very bad onboarding system, losing a ton of people from the, from the free trial, not converting a lot. Mm. And then how we improved it in the sprint and how it's now creating wow already in the first day. That's a better client onboarding system. So what is a client onboarding system? Is the way you create value already in the first days, first weeks of your client experiencing work with you. So the, the first days of the delivery are very important. How you onboard, how you create value quickly. This is very important. It's a client onboarding system. And it's also important that it, it's scalable. Mm -hmm. So if, if you 10x tomorrow, can you handle that? Or does the onboarding system break? Mm. This is very important very because important. many of us have experienced that you do cool stuff and then people come and say, all right, yeah, I want, mm. I want this. And, and they are much bigger. And then you go, oh, I cannot deliver. Yeah. Uh, I had this, certainly. I had this. Um, I, I did some good work in Switzerland. And then I had a, a big Swiss global company come to me and say, oh, I want this for also for my team. Uh, and uh, I need this in 17 languages next week. <laughs> and I was like, I'm a solopreneur. Uh, and so I couldn't take it. And of course I lost it because I couldn't um, create a network or in, in a high quality in 17 languages from nothing in a week. And so I realized, wait a moment, I create a business to attract something. And when it's here, I cannot deliver. I created, yeah. I created a stupid thing. Yep. So that's the work. That's the work to do. And that's why it's called strategy sprints, because you have to think, you map out your model, awareness stage, engagement stage, making them ready to buy, closing, delivering, retaining, upselling, referral. And each stage gets optimized. And we, we free up the better organization, we free up 10 to 14 hours of the time of the owner so that they can work now on the business, okay. on form, fit, and function of the sales system. Okay. And because otherwise, as we discussed in the beginning, you are just solving problems of your clients, but when you get more clients, you cannot handle it. Mm -hmm. And also the fun goes down. You created this because you wanted meaning and fulfillment, but you are getting more and more miserable <laughs> every year uh, and you don't enjoy your business right. anymore. Right. And right. it's really about enjoying it. Two, two Otherwise, questions. why would you do it? Two questions. Can you help with funding if you start to scale or a, if you're helping a client and they do start to double and triple the revenue and they get new contracts and they need some temporary funding for whatever reason. Can you make contacts? Can you make referrals? Do you have those, those avenues? We, we do share our Rolodex and the funding is a sales problem. Give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sales problem. And uh, so that's anyways what we do. I, I want you to give my money because it's good for you. Mm. That's a sales problem. I see. And so, and um, it's, it's about, uh, Robert Cialdini would say, it's about pre-suasion, framing it the right way, why you should get money. Mm. And then it's about persuasion, really closing the deal. And that's, that's a normal process of CRM, of starting the list, of going through the list, and of closing some of them. Okay. And what if I want to keep my coach or continue to pay my coach after 90 days that I've established this relationship with? How does that work? Yeah, some people do it and they say, you know what, it's working, but, uh, and actually I could do the continue this alone, but I would miss the coach because the team is so happy right now. They, right, they, right. The coach feels like part of the team. They have yeah, great yeah. vibe. If, if, 
whenever they come on Thursday or on, on, on Wednesday when they come together, mm-hmm. uh, the team is fully prepared and they wanna they wanna show results. So we would miss the coach. Can we have another 90 days? Uh, and then and then they do another 90 days. Oh, I see. Um, most of them, most of them, they say, hey, wonderful. The systems work. Uh, I hope I can keep up this momentum that we have without you guys. Okay. And and thank you for that. And they give us a testimonial. The testimonial goes onto our website. I like I like has... the testimonials. Yeah, the testimonials are good, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And this is something. Okay. And this is this is something important. So when you ask why should people do a strategy sprint versus all the other hundreds of people that say they can increase mm-hmm. the sales, mm-hmm. how can you? Yeah. How can you? How can you? decide who's the right coach for you mm-hmm. it's really tough i have booked very helpful coaches i have booked less helpful coaches <laughs> and paid a lot of lot of money for that where everywhere i learned something uh, but it's really hard before you work with them to really know if it's right. helpful for you right so how can you do it when i look for a business coach because of course i i also uh, book coaches right i'm always oh. learning yeah. uh and and every couple of years i book uh as, as, as a specialist coach for that one thing that i need to improve myself Very so good. right now i have a marathon coach for my next marathon oh. but uh last nice. year i had a business coach to for the scaling thing I, I had no idea on how to scale something globally um and and so i I took a coach myself. Ah. So the, the, the question of how you find your right coach, it's quite tough. So what we try is having 160 testimonials on our website. Very good. That basically they tell why they did it, what the difference is and what came out and how it felt. Mm. I think that's the best thing if you have other people uh, describing it, because that's that's more trustable than if you tell that you're the best. Mm. <laughs> you're biased. <laughs> uh, so yeah. there are other people telling it. And then it should be tangible. It's not just about, yeah, I like those people. Uh, really tangible. I came with this problem. Now that's a good point. This came out. That's a good point. For example, yeah. for example, Sunny. Sunny just recently gave us, Sunny is a, a very cool uh, consultant to the blockchain teams in California. So okay. he's in Los Angeles okay. and he consults all these cool tech teams that are building the future, you know, the blockchain teams. Hottest, hottest projects right now on the planet. Yeah. And he is their advisor. Uh, he solves their problems. And, uh, and so when he came, Sunny, he was like most consultants he, he was taking on too many different projects and creating different content on social media he he wasn't completely laser focused on one topic one target group mm. which is what most of us are doing right we we are too scattered around. Yes, especially so, especially early on when you're first starting and you're trying to grab revenue, you're you're scattered. Yes, agreed. Yeah, we all do, right? And it's it's so easy to get scattered again. Mm. So so the work was find with him the one topic for the one target group, mm. and then being totally disciplined and just took on those projects just created templates for those people and only post on social media about that and if you look now sunny on linkedin he's crushing it so first he's in in his testimonial he says his sales went through the roof but why because he is doing the work he's doing exactly what his sprint coach told him to do Mm. and he's executing like a beast And if you look on LinkedIn right now, he has only one topic. It's the blockchain newsletter. And that's why people love it. And his engagement is super high. And of course, he gets a ton of referrals because it's easy. You see, oh, this is the blockchain guy. And so whenever you have a friend who's building a blockchain project, you can say, oh, call Sunny. I see. I see. It's easy to refer to him. It's easy to find him. And that's, that's 
when when people execute uh, on on what we give them, it, it becomes very easy for them to scale. Very good. What what is your uh, target? Yeah, I your website uh, says that you're targeting SaaS business and service businesses. So, no CPG or product or manufacturing, manufacturing really just just service and SaaS. Is that correct? Yes. Only. And, and what size? Yeah, what, yeah. what size in volume? Are we talking startup to midsize, or what's your what's your target range for revenue? The sprint is built for people who are doing 35k per month right now and want to hit 70k per month in 90 days. Oh, okay. Is that? Oh, that's a pretty narrow target. What? What? What if I'm doing? I don't know. What if I'm doing six million dollars a year already? No, you're not interested in talking to that client. Oh yeah, that that works also, but that's a customized solution. The sprint is is exactly for gets you from 35 to 70 wow. every time. Okay, that's it's built for that. It uh, and of course we do also bigger bigger things for for bigger clients, but that that is then customized. Oh, I see. Interesting. And you have to cut it in a different way. You have to pick one product, one country. It's a, it's a bit more complicated. We can do another whole show on the bigger, bigger projects. Okay. But this one is just 90 days for a B2B business from 35 to 70. I That's okay. who it is built for. I appreciate you sharing that and clarifying. How about country targets? Are you in Europe only? Are you in the US? Where's the majority of your, your business? That's what I love about the time we live in. I see it in Vienna, but our clients are in Los Angeles, in San Francisco, in Miami, that's 80% of our oh. clients. And then we have some Singapore, some London, some Zurich, and, and some Lisboa and some Amsterdam. How about that? And, and, but that's small percentages. 80% um, is, is Silicon Valley. Okay. And how many languages do you speak? Italian and English and what else? I don't speak even one properly, but uh, mostly I speak Italian, uh, German, and, uh, and English. Okay. And, and, but that's the cool thing of, of having a distributed team everywhere. We, we find all languages in, in our team. Okay, very good. Um, talk to us about the book, uh, Strategy Sprints, 12 Ways to Accelerate Growth for an Agile Business. Um, talk to us about it, why, uh, and a quick overview. Go ahead. So I have it on my desk here. Yeah, let's see. Hold and that up for the, hold that up for the camera, will you? Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. And the reason why I have it on my desk is I have to look up stuff. So I sometimes forget how how to do marketing, how to do sales. Because it's easy to forget. We have so many moving parts True. and the stuff is changing all the time. So if I have a bad sales moment, I go back sales, chapter three sales. What exactly did I skip this time? Right. And I know it's because I, I jump some steps. So for example, step four, um, define the offer in a 10 to one way. Oh, I just skipped that. I think I can shortcut it. Oh, I'm much smarter than this. Uh, let's just skip that step, go to the next step, right? And then a couple of weeks later, of course, it doesn't work. And then I have to go back to that chapter. Same thing with marketing. I say, oh, why is marketing not working? Where are the discovery calls on the closers team? They're missing. What's going on? I go to the marketing chapter. I go, oh, okay. I, I tried to be smarter than that checklist. So it's literally, it's my working manual because I'm an entrepreneur myself. Mm -hmm. And so I'm using these tools that I share with clients myself every day. And it's my working manual. I see. I see. Uh, and it launched when? February? Yeah, in most countries, uh, like two weeks ago, because uh, every country has their own launching schedule. Uh, it's, and, uh, uh, but uh, it's now available on the whole planet. Uh, how many copies have you sold so far? Do you mind sharing? I don't know exactly. I know the ones that I sold. I don't know the Amazon numbers. Uh, they, okay. they like to to keep their numbers so that they are one up and not not the author that's why you have to come back to them that's their business model uh, i have sold 1650 over the last three weeks just by good. being on podcasts like yours wow very good did you have a ghostwriter or you wrote it yourself and did you self-publish 
it was a full team. Yes, there is a publisher, Cogan Page in London. Uh-huh. Uh, then there was a graphic designer doing the images. Uh-huh. There was somebody from my team transcribing from my videos because I am I'm terrible at, at writing. I, I first tell it and then somebody writes it. Uh-huh. And then we had another editor who was really, really good uh, because we wanted this to be an amazing book. I and see. so... Uh, we, we had another, an additional editor who would refine stuff and say, hey, but you need the bridge from here to here and this I story doesn't work. You have to I change am. that. And so it was right. really a team right. effort of five people. I see. Okay. Very good. Uh, it, it, launching a book costs money, uh, right? Do you have any advice for an aspiring writer that wants to launch a book? Or would you say, hey, make sure you save up... Uh, Twenty or thirty thousand dollars, because that's what's going to cost you to get it launched. Or what, what's your advice on budgeting to get a book launched? Don't don't do books. The solve real problems for real people. That's that's what the world needs. And if if you do that for twenty years and you have so much stuff in your head that everybody's asking you, and you say, okay, can I write it down once, and then everybody has it? That's the moment when you write your book. Mm, okay. Well, congratulations on the launch of the book, by the way, really. Uh, congrats. And congrats on your business overall. You know, uh, I love what you're doing. Uh, there's lots of coaches out there that say they can double and triple your revenue, but you have lots of referrals and references, which is outstanding. Plus, you have a money-back guarantee, which I think is awesome. Uh, for the listeners, again, strategysprints.com. Uh, contact Simon and his team if you want to... Uh, increase your revenue uh they can help you simon thank you so much for being on the rider flex podcast and sharing your story i really appreciate it thank you it was fun keep rolling everybody